This week on Ticket Stops, have you ever wondered what Alien would be like if it was set underwater? Well, ponder no longer, because here we have it. A sort of not-so-terrible, but nothing all that memorable type film either. It's 2020's Underwater. Hello, buddies. Hello, my friends. Hello, guys. How are we going? Good. Very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Feels fun to be recording on a Sunday. That's a bit different. Hopefully we're still out of lockdown when this comes out. (laughs) (laughs) I can only hope so. Good Lord. If only, if only this time you can stay away from the bat buffet, Karen. Oh, you know me, them wings, chicken of the cave, <laughs> isn't that what they call it? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. But are you, you, you guys doing well? Very good. I got my nails done, I got a haircut, I feel like a person, a little less gremlin-ish, I'm more like, you know, that sexy she gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know what you never about. seen? Have you ever seen the lady gremlin? I don't think so. Okay, you need to go. Okay, stop, stop what you're doing right now and look it up. All right, Dane, pause the <laughs> Lady podcast. Gremlins. We're gonna go watch whatever this is. <laughs> but I'm good. I'm good. I didn't get a haircut. All my nails done. No nails done this time. No. No, no mani pedi. Just a pedi. Yeah, just a pedi. I still need a haircut and I need to shave. But you know, <laughs> other than that, I'm good. Dane, my haircut doing? was literally. I just went in. I was like, I want front front fringe, please. Can I have one? And they're like. Okay, you made an appointment for this. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> where do we're we're back to starters? We're doing your film this week. Yeah, yeah. I did realize today. I was like, we accidentally did it in alphabetical order without realizing it. We're just that smart. Yeah. God, we're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh, we're great. And, so. And what another ripper of a film. <laughs> Kristen Stewart, underwater. I liked it. Really? You're jumping in. Yeah, I did. I I didn't know the first thing about it, and I really enjoyed it all the way through. But, I mean, I, now that I've seen it, my kind of, like, once credit rolled, I was like, eh, mm. that was fine. Mm. It was well made, yeah. but everything we've seen, we've seen before. I watched it, and then I watched it again for podcast purposes. Like, like so, you know, watched it, was like, oh, that was pretty good. Watched it again, and I was like, fuck, I'm bored. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> I yeah, I'm I'm surprised. I thought you both would have uh, would have liked this. Initially, movie. I thought it was fine. And on my initial watching, I was like, "This is really good." And I tried to get Nick to watch it, and then yeah, I watched it again to take n- more notes and stuff. And I was like, "Oh man, now I gotta watch it again." <laughs> <laughs> it's so. It's and I weird... really struggled. Yeah, it's a weird movie too, because like I'd never heard of it. Dane, had you heard of it? Had you seen it? No, I I didn't know the first yeah. thing about it. Like when Kieran told us, I was like, "Oh, great, a Kristen Stewart movie!" <laughs> and I kind of held that prejudice of of Twilight. Because I've don't waggle your finger at me, Kristen Karen. Stewart. Um, I love Kristen what Stewart. A Even at, look, Kristen Stewart, she genuinely reminds me of like Jodie Foster at that age. Oh yeah, she's, <sighs> like she's got that commanding screen presence. She's mysterious, but like. Yeah, she just I just think she's a cool. Do you know who Jodie Foster is? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's from that movie Elysium, right, Dan? <laughs> that great <laughs> movie Elysium. <laughs> oh. You sickened me. Um no, I I was I, that kid I, too. I, I I don't know my actual opinion on Case Stew. I really liked it in Happiest Season, which was this Christmas movie from last year. And I don't even know what else I've seen her in, apart from Twilight. So 
Yeah. She was in Tomorrowland or whatever it was. That one with she was like a carnival worker. No, no idea. It was an indie. Nope. It was an indie. No idea. That's what made me like her. It was an indie film. I also like when she was a child actor. She was in Panic Room with Jodie Foster. Oh, okay. The David Fincher movie. Yeah. Which you're going to need to find one, Dane, if you keep talking smack about Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Whatever. You are you are like four foot tall. Uh-uh, I'm five foot five and a half, and I'm still growing. <laughs> Suck on that. <laughs> yeah, so Underwater, 2020 sci-fi action horror film by William Eubank. I think that's how you say his name. Is that what? Yeah, I think yeah, so. It is. Yeah. I never heard of him either ne- when I looked him up. Never heard of him before, but it? pretty good. We start with the opening titles, and which I really liked, which is why I'm including it in this, because we find out a lot about the movie. Like, it doesn't do that, you know, stereotypical, like, having a conversation about the fact they're in the Mariana's Trench. Like, they cut all that bullshit out with the opening titles, which I thought was bloody nice. Did you notice? Yeah, I really like the opening <laughs> credits too. I was pausing them every couple of seconds to try see and what was up. You know, see if I was going to miss yeah. anything. What did you think about it, Ryan? Uh, I was going to say, I think it's funny that you both said you liked it because I wrote that down as, I hate this. I hate the opening <laughs> titles and I hate the end credit titles. Because I'm like, yeah, this is just like lazy um, world building. Rather than see, no, trying I thought to it was... work a clever way for a character to say it or something like that, it's just like, here is the information about our situation. We're in the Mariner's Trench. Dangerous. Sorry, building, Ryan. Yada, yada, yada. It's just like smacking you in the head. You wouldn't happen to hold any prejudice over a quiet place. <laughs> that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about right now. We're talking about underwater. We didn't see survive written on the wall. But Dane, yeah. They didn't know they had to survive until they wrote it. So. Again, that poor <laughs> child <laughs> couldn't read, didn't survive. Um, but yeah, no, I thought it was good because it was a tight, it was a tight eighty minutes. So mm. didn't mm. want to waste any time. Put it in the opening credits. So from that perspective, like I understand what you're saying, Ryan, and I do agree. If it was a longer movie, I'd be like, that was bullshit. But mm. because it was only an hour and twenty minutes, <laughs> I actually was kind of like, hey, you know what? This is great because then you're not trying to write in because. The way that the movie starts and how quickly it gets into everything. Imagine if she was like to the other bloke that's there with her, like, oh my god, can you believe that we're in the Mariana's Trench and there's all this stuff happening? Like, that wouldn't have worked. So I <laughs> yeah. think for this one, in my opinion, it worked. So we, yeah, we find out that it's the deepest trench in the world and that a company funded the construction of, of a massive drilling facility called the Kepler 822 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. for research purposes. Oh my god. Are you saying there's nefarious reasons behind their drilling? Oh, yes. And because this is a podcast, you can't see my finger <laughs> inverted, quotes, inverted my air commas. quotes. Yeah. yeah my. Ooh, ooh. We also see the words unexplained tremors and strange figures. So that sets the scene for the movie. And then we're soon going to see the repercussions of drilling that deep into the earth. Oh, my God. Mm. Is this based on a true story, Kieran? I was there. I thought so. Anyway, so we're introduced to Nora, who is Kristen Stewart's character, one of the employees who is a mechanical engineer who barely gets the chance to brush her teeth before all hell breaks loose. Yeah, and there is one of the most important bits of character development in that movie is that she saves a spider's life. 
and that's yes that's her only bit of character mm. development is yep. <laughs> so. one shot <laughs> So Kristen Stewart, I've got written here, Kristen Stewart's Nora is the same driven, no-nonsense leader right from ripped from the cloth of Ripley's personality from Alien, but not as good. That's what I wrote. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's well, she even kind of channels Ripley from Alien 3 and shaves yeah. her head. Yeah. Um, I saw mm. an interview with Kristen Stewart. That was actually her choice to shave her head for this role, actually. Oh, because she because she wanted to because like there's a lot of even though they don't really delve into that the character development a lot, there's a lot of emotional trauma that Kristen Stewart's character Nora is going through, and so she wanted to kind of reflect that in the fact that she shaved her head because she's not looking after herself, and mm-hmm. she doesn't really care about her appearance because she doesn't really care about anything, as we kind of get. That's pretty much like her MO. Kristen Stewart's character doesn't care about anything. She's very cynical. Yeah, and she's very cynical, and she's kind of just on autopilot. Like, I think, like... If making that comparison to Ripley from Alien, Ripley was driven and by the will to survive. Kristen Stewart's kind of on autopilot, and she's just kind of going with going with everything that's happening. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, rather than actively being like, "No, fuck you! I fucking hate aliens!" Like, you know, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Picking up what I'm putting down. Mm. I thought that that kind of opening shot where, like, she was just standing around brushing teeth, and it was just it was. Huge alien yeah, vibes yeah. because she was all alone in this what we you know seemed at the time like to be this abandoned site. Mm. It was super ominous. It was like big space vibes, yeah. um, really isolated. So I liked the opening, and then of course, yeah, shit goes sideways mm. and walls start exploding and hallways start getting flooded. I thought it was a a, a really good tight opening. Yeah, it gets right into it. Yeah, I did like it because, yeah, you're just kind Mm. of watching this character, I don't know, obviously do a bit of their daily routine and then boom, the story starts and Mm. we're straight into it. And then the events obviously just unfold from there and the situation gets worse and worse. So, yeah, it's a great Mm. opening scene. Um, A little bit more on the alien thing too. Her... Obviously, being in her underwear is probably a nod to Alien as well as Ripley mm. spent some yeah. of the movies in like just her top and her undies for some of it. Yeah. So yeah, this movie does obviously pay a lot of homage to Alien, the whole Alien series, alien. really. Mm. But mm. yeah, so we're introduced to Kristen Stewart all alone. She clutches a ring on a necklace so that we all know that she's very sad because. Obviously, the person that gave her the ring is dead or something like that. It's, it's, it, we, it's just, you know, very in-your-face, like, oh, she's sad about something. Um, and is She always looks sad. <laughs> and that's probably the thing that influenced her decision to work down on the bottom of the ocean. I'm always like, who the heck would take those kind of jobs in the yeah. first place? And that probably somebody like mm. that who's got a, a dead... You know, everybody's their life is gone and they have nothing else to live for. May as well go to the bottom of the ocean, one of the loneliest places on the planet. <laughs> so she doesn't even have time to put her bloody shoes on. And an earthquake strikes the station and it bursts the walls, water floods in, there's absolute chaos. And Kristen Stewart's trying to wake everybody up because they're all asleep. So she must be like early bird gets the worm type lady or well she does say like you don't even know when it's daytime or nighttime mm-hmm. when you're d- down that deep but yeah so she's trying mm. to wake everybody up um and she ends up ultimately having to seal the door shut because everything's flooded and so that the rest of the facility doesn't get damaged 
Um, she locks the rest of the crew out and they drown to death. <laughs> she she saves yeah, one of the one members. But yeah. She finds on the way. Rod- yeah. Yes, Rodrigo. The, the only... The only black guy that we see, just like Alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Um, also, uh, when, when we get to it at the end, I have a bit of trivia about the barefoot scene oh as well. Ooh, lovely. Mm. sizzle. But, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really liked all the chaos and the walls just exploding and the shit. Because I thought at first it was going to be a dream sequence. Yeah. And I hate dream sequences. I, I hate like, oh. that. Because... Very year eight. Yeah, English. there's no one else around. Yeah. There's there's a spider in the sink. They're at the bottom of the ocean, and I was like, "Well, that's just fucking mm. bizarre." And then, thankfully, it wasn't a dream mm. sequence, and you know, shit like I said happens right away. Waste no time in throwing him into it. I think the first shot of the movie is like this big opening shot, which kind of shows how far down in the water we are. Mm. And so you kind mm. of really had this understanding of the stakes and everything already and then you get thrown into this and it's flooding so you know how far down she is there's not really in a, a way yeah. to get out so yeah mm. you already know tension's yeah. high shit's going down yeah stakes are high and just just on the back of what i was saying with the whole dream sequence thing in that opening credits where it's giving us really quick shots of expedition and whatnot they're like oh you know reports of um you know people seeing things mm. and illusions and whatnot so that you know, backed up my thought of, oh, she's imagining this and blah, blah, blah. Why is that? Anyway. Yeah. Proceed. Proceed. So now Nora, or her last name's Price, so I'll I'll either be referring to her as Nora or Pricey. Pricey? Um, <laughs> throughout this. Um, and Rodrigo, they're now ga- navigating the busted and collapsed station, and she meets a few other survivors along the way and also sees a lot of dead people. Um they do mm. kind of allude to the fact that she's claustrophobic, but they never really get any further into into that. Yeah. As well. Yeah, there's always little hints of character development, but you never really get it. Exactly. Yeah. Um but yeah, so she meets Rodrigo, um, the man child Paul <laughs> and um mm. little Paul or yeah, the little bunny rabbit. That's a TJ Miller. TJ Miller. For Which, father reference. Yeah. Who I love in Silicon yeah. Valley. Like, it was such a shame that he left that show. But, yeah, I had no idea he was in this. And I he was fucking so he funny. Was. He was just assassin people left and right. <laughs> and probably my yeah. favourite part I, of it. I did think it was funny seeing him. Because this movie was made so long ago. This was well before he got completely cancelled off mm. everything. So, yeah. it was funny. I was like, oh, mm. fuck. He's in this? Oh, okay. Yeah. It like, took me a yeah. while to get used to him. Because, yeah, like Dane, I really like him in um, Silicon Valley and I like him in Deadpool. But I was like, oh, okay, this guy. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah, he's yeah, he's a good, yeah, he's an all right comedic relief that the movie kind of needs. Because yeah. the situation is so gives, bad. You need yeah. someone yeah. like that. It gives some levity. Like Chris, Kristen Stewart, Kristen Stewart finds him buried in rubble and digs him yeah. out and then later on, He's like, you dug me out of all the rubble for this? But, yeah, surely. I was like, he was literally like under like half of the building. Like, how are you not injured in some way? Like, mm. they there was no like adding that extra. I guess the stakes were already really high, but like, you know, add a little bit more tension. We've got like, you know, a bloke with a bung leg. That There's always that one guy with the bung leg yeah. that's you got, trying to help out. I thought that they would go like down that route or something. Who He's like, you know, yeah. the limpy boy who just cracks jokes constantly. 
for whatever reason, he carries around a stuffed bunny the whole movie, yeah. and it's never yeah. explained. So it's just like, oh, isn't this quirky? Isn't TJ Miller a quirky, <laughs> a quirky guy? I read, I read somewhere mm. that they told him that that was going to be replaced with a CGI bunny, and then they decided not to put any CGI. <laughs> that's even weirder. Why would you and do it, a CGI bunny? <laughs> yeah, that's. I actually was like, I'm so glad they made that choice because I would have hated this movie if there was a bunny involved in all of this mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Imagine having to put like a a, a rabbit into like an underwater suit like <laughs> a tiny little <laughs> underwater suit with little <laughs> or like you know you've got all they've got is like that little tiny window for their face and there's just like a rabbit sitting <laughs> I'm just picturing Sandy from Spongebob yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they also come across couple Smith and Emmeline um, and they confirm that there is no contact with the surface and then they also come across the captain who he's the what he's injured, but he's all good because he's a tough bloke. Mm. Um, and that's Vincent Castles, who I love. I always enjoy seeing him. In oh, stuff. he was great in this movie. Like, yeah. As much as I, I would say, like Kristen Stewart, she did a really good job leading the movie. Like, she still, she was still good. Mm. She did what she could with what she had, and yeah, he, the captain, was also really, mm. really awesome too. I really enjoyed his character. I was going to say, I just thought everyone in the movie did a really great yeah. job. Yeah. yeah. I did wish 100%. they used, um, like, John Gallagher Jr., who plays Smith, and Jessica Henwick, who plays Emily. Mm. Like, John Gallagher, you might know from, like, 10 Cloverfield Lane, where he, he, he yeah. is phenomenal in that. Just feel like he didn't do a yes. whole lot in this. And then Jessica Henwick uh, is from Iron Fist, which, like, yep. she's the best part of mm. Iron Fist. The rest of that is the biggest piece of shit show but she is fantastic <laughs> in that and again this I'm like, i just wanted that little bit more from her but yeah 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 a pretty solid little cast though like yeah for sure yeah, some damn good actors in there the captain has a plan to get them back to the surface because all of the pods in the part that they managed to get to they're all gone they've been deployed so he's like we've only got like 30 minutes until the underwater station implodes on itself so they have to get to the main station called the Roebuck, which is the main part of the mm. drilling facility. Um, but problem, Nora points out, that's a mile further down than they already are and a mile further away across the bottom of the ocean. So just how the bloody heck are they going to manage to pull that walk off? And he kindly replies, we're just going to do it. We're just going to walk. No biggie. No walkers. Nike, mm. just do it. Um yeah, just do it. Um, so they have no better options. Time's running out. So they're like, all right, let's 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 go on this dangerous journey, boys. Because they get in these massive, heavy-duty armor suits. And mm. thanks look to a phenomenal. large amount of... Yeah, they do look really good. They do. And it was all practical, I, practical I effects. They yeah. actually got in those things. Gotta look I, had, uh, I had two thoughts about the suits. Yeah. My my first was that their scuba suits, yeah, they look sick, but it looks so much like Ryan, like yeah. Gears of War. It does look. Like, excuse yeah. me, yeah. only talking to Ryan about Gears of War. How very uh, dare you? Oh, I'm, I'm, a gamer. I'm sorry. I don't know I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a gamer with a soft G, um. a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they they look like the Gears of War suits, and mm. I love Gears of War. But also, I don't know if you noticed. Um, on the back of the helmets, the tubing that straps around the, well, the back of the helmet, 
looks very identical to the face huggers when they wrap yeah. themselves around people's yeah. yeah. Well, all I just more alien yeah. on March. Suit, all like, I could think of. The suits have that. Well, alien get away from too. her, you bitch! <laughs> That's all I could think. <laughs> yeah, really elevate it, like. Yeah. Yeah. And because like I like it too, because so, then they touch on like Emily's character is claustrophobic or doesn't want to get in the suits and you can kind of see why oh, she's because like she's yeah. never been in one before so she's like a scientist mm. so she doesn't go what like the engineers which i think most of them are they're some sort of engineer they are used to getting in the suits and walking around because they go on the outside and they fix stuff yeah um but yeah she's never she's never actually like walked on outside in that before and that would be bloody terrifying like having yeah. to do that yeah. For the first time. The first, the first time you do it, it's like, if you don't do it, you're going to die. And you might die out there. Like, that's a hard no from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, they all suit up. There's a lot of pressure has been built up, like, in the actual facility and outside it because everything is collapsing. So, they get in this big boy elevator to go even further down. Because, as I said, they had to go all the way down to the ocean floor, which was another mile down. And this is where they start dropping like flies because Rodrigo, he swapped his helmet with Kristen Stewart when they were getting ready for a... He wanted a clean one, I think it was. Yeah. Like, the, he swapped him or... He had a, some sort of crack in his helmet, so it explodes him with the pressure, just crushes mm, his skull. Unreal. So quick. <laughs> a great a great first yeah. death. He just explodes like a fucking... A balloon that's been filled with red paint. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. 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 No, I really liked it. It kind of reminded me of The Descent. Like, have you guys seen The Descent? Oh, yeah, yeah. With the cave monsters. Because... Yes. Yeah, with the cave monsters. But you for like a good like 30, 40 minutes, you don't actually get introduced to the cave monsters. Mm. And it's kind of reminded me of that because mm. you kind of think like, oh, they're probably going to get attacked by something now. Like, oh, yeah. what's happening? Like, something bad's bound to happen. It's been like 20 minutes. And it's nothing external that gets him. It's just his bloody suit wasn't mm. well equipped. Just a bloody dodgy suit. Pressure. Bloody, bloody... Yeah, which I... Budget yeah. cuts, am I right? Yeah, am I right, ladies? <laughs> oh, that's an OH&S thing. And Work it, cover's oh going to be all over this. Yeah. But, no... I, and a shame, because I, I... Again, because we keep referencing this to Alien, I thought he was going to make it all the way through to the yeah. end. Because Alien, the first one, the, you know, I can't remember the guy's name, but the black guy goes all the way through to the end with Ripley yeah. for that time, because the black guy's always mm. the first to mm. die in so many yeah. movies. And I was, I was like, aww. Yeah, Dang it. But still, a great death. No, I thought it was great. But even, like, because first watching it, I didn't know that it was a monster. I hadn't seen a trailer or anything. I didn't know it was actually a monster movie. Mm. I thought it was just, like, an action mm. movie. So, like, first I was just like, oh, boy, they're all going to die because, like, of the the elements or because they're underwater. Mm. Um, and obviously that changes pretty quickly. Nora tries to stop them going down because she did notice, like, hey, wait, his helmet's doing something funky. But... She could can't stop it, and his helmet instantly kills him, and we're not off to a good start. So they mm. go all the way down to the bottom of the ocean floor, and they start their trek, but they pick up a distress signal, which after some debate, they feel kind of obligated to investigate it in case there's more survivors. So they set off to go see, like, to see what's going on. Um, so they send out Smith and Paul, so TJ Miller and the other bloke, and they arrive out on the ocean floor looking at this, you know, looking out there. It's all hazy and misty and there's all shit everywhere. And they find a body in the rubble. 
and a creature emerges from the corpse's back and just attacks him and just gets him. Do I need to say it? Say it. Face hugger. <laughs> just like the chest yeah. burster yeah. scene yeah. from yeah. Alien. <laughs> it's just fucking. It's this movie's just a. Oh, it's yeah. a wet yeah. alien. Yeah. This movie. Hey, you guys like Alien? How about Alien Underwater? What do you think? You like that? Yeah. You like <laughs> that? yeah. Which. I mean, yeah, sure, great concept. I enjoyed the movie when mm. I first watched it, but like I said, and I'll continue to say, like after I'd watched it, I was like, okay, mm. yeah, that's just a, that's just a, a soggy. Alien. It is. <laughs> like when they bring it in and put it yeah. on the lab table, like that is literally it's the exact just same. Like yep. it. Yeah, the exact same Theme. shot, reactions, everything. It's just ah! yeah, yeah. identical. Yeah. So as Ryan just mentioned, they kill the creature, they take it inside, and. Havisham, which is the chick scientist who didn't want to go underwater, examines the creature and realizes that it belongs to a previously undiscovered species, which you don't really need. You just look at it just from. You don't need a scientist to tell you that's not fucking normal. Yeah, you, like, you don't go. Oh, yeah, that's a fish. That's just salmon. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. Like, you can see. It's clearly not. You ever heard, you ever heard of an octopus? <laughs> not one of those. <laughs> Squid, mm, not one of those either. <laughs> they just have a big picture chart of all the different types of fishies and just cross them out. <laughs> they, they pull down like a little projector slide and he pulls out his his little me- metal pointing stick and taps to every single discovered sea creature. <laughs> and Chris is just sitting going, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, it's uh-uh, not that one. Uh-uh. Keep going, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so they come to another elevator on their journey, which is ripped up and open, and there's strange stuff just growing everywhere, which it actually reminds me, I don't know if you guys are playing the Alien game. Isolation. It reminded me of that. So we're not just referencing the original (laughs) Alien, we're now also referencing the whole universe. Um, So there's strange growth all over the walls. The employees on board this part of the station they're all long dead but they're given a really even bigger surprise than before that they're eggs on the wall and one hatches and it just launches a meter long worm creature at them which they're able to take take out and that's all good and it kind of implies that the drilling was the cause of all of this stuff, they, they they start to mull over in their brains, like, oh, maybe this is our fault. Mm. But they have no choice. Mm. They're kind of too far into it. Now they kind of have to continue towards the pods. Yeah, because they can't go so, back because the place where they've come from yeah. is still collapsing. And that's kind of yeah. the only way to get out is to keep going forward into this nightmare. I appreciated that the movie wasn't too heavy-handed with its whole environmental message because they're kind of like, oh, boy... Did we do this from drilling too deeply? And I'm like, I guess so. And then that's that's sort of it. They don't ha- yeah. bang on about it for too They're just much like, longer. They're like, TikTok, all right, yep. TikTok, we gotta go. At yeah, least exactly. doesn't look um, at the camera and go, look what underwater drilling can do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare do um, So they make their way across the seafloor, but as they're walking, the Kepler explodes above them. So where they just came from, it all explodes. And nearly buries them in debris. Smith is hit, and um, Nora and the captain save him. And they get through an access tunnel to like an intermediate station. So, and they travel all the traveling. However, Smith's oxygen scrubber, I don't know what we're going to call it, his oxygen thing, tank, is damaged. 
his oxygen tank his tank is damaged from the debris so on their way through the access tunnel Paul is attacked by an unknown creature well it's not really unknown because we kind of know what it is now is this one of those angry mermen mm. and he's dragged underwater and he's like pulled through his suit basically and there's just another inside explosion of blood and guts in his suit I thought that was really cool yeah I thought that was a cool death scene yeah there was also there was a part where I laughed at where they're trying to navigate through the, the debris and sort of everyone's going through and, and they're not really sure if they can go to the other side and Kristen Stewart's like yeah. I'll go first I'm the smallest yeah. and you're all wearing these yeah. giant fucking scuba size. suits <laughs> yeah yeah, no. I know. I did laugh at that bit as well, Dan. Yeah. I was like, that literally makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No sense. But yeah, a shame, because yeah, I love TJ Miller, and, and yeah, a brutal death, because mm. he's screaming that the it's on the other side of the debris, mm. yanking at yeah. him, and they're trying to hold on to him, and yeah. just, yeah, another another red pasty Yeah, yeah turn into a smoothie. I, I kind of wish um. that scene had a... <laughs> I wish that scene had a little bit more tension... I don't know. Mm. I don't know what you guys thought, but I was mm. like, I have no tension, like, at all. Like, mm. it, no, yeah, no, it just happens. Yeah, like, really fast. It just comes out of nowhere, mm. and like, it'd be really good if maybe we didn't see the creature before, and then like, yeah, two guys, TJ and the other guy, are like, oh shit, maybe there is something here, and then you see it get closer and closer, and then kablamo. Yeah, it just happens. Like, he just get, he's just there, and then he's not. Like, it just, there's no lead up to it. But but I guess they're trying to be like, oh. They, if they don't stand a chance, they don't know what they're up against. Yeah. Um, I almost mm. kind of wish to, like, I know we already, like, we see the creature in that previous scene. I wish we didn't see the creature then. I wish we didn't see it now. And then mm. a little bit later, you get to see him. Yeah. Because I feel like that once, would be cool. once we kind of get to this next bit, I think the camera work and everything falls apart. And I don't know what the hell's going on. Mm. And then they introduce all these creatures as mm. well. And I'm like, okay, I've got... No, got a like no idea what the hell's going on now. Yeah, it was so strange. Like the camera, what you were saying, because it's for when they're crawling through the debris, it goes into like a handheld. Yeah. For a brief minute, and then it just goes back. And, like it just seemed like such an irrelevant choice to to do. Like, like that shot in the Hobbit why? with the GoPro. Oh god, that still pains me. Yeah. To <laughs> <the day>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one um, damn shot in that movie. Yeah, oh. and it's like, why do you keep that in? Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, before the team leaves to go back out into the ocean, they find that Smith's damaged oxygen will cause him to suffocate from the the explosions, toxic fumes, or something. Like, there's some sort of issue. He's not going to make it across. So, but they're like, you know what? We're not going to leave you behind, bro. We're going to help you. So they all decide to help him walk across. So they discover this. Strange worms. So they're the worm boys. They're angry mermen with fang-filled mouths. They're popping up all over the shop. The four set across. They keep walking, but a humanoid creature appears and drags Smith into a cave. The captain is like, no, 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 you won't take my boys. So he tries to help, um, but he's pulled away. But Smith is saved, and Nora tries really, really hard to help him, but he sacrifices himself to spare her from the increasing differential pressure, I guess, because they're going deeper and deeper down mm. into this cave. So he lets her go, but then his suit explodes, so she ends up just being like, pew, and into 
the middle of the ocean, <laughs> which I was kind of like, That's was hilarious. that a good? Yeah. <laughs> would you rather like, do you want to come all the way down with me and die here, or I'll just explode and you'll get blasted <laughs> into the middle of nowhere? <laughs> He nearly launches to the surface. Yeah. He's nearly safe. But now, so yeah, so Nora's in the abyss, but she's still alive yeah, she's after that chilling. explosion. But yeah, her suit is malfunctioning, but she manages to make her way to another waypoint, which is the Shepherd Station, which is another abandoned section of station, which I'm like, where are there? So there's other bits and they don't look like they've been, so they must have all either, they must have all escaped in those escape pods. But she's just not, she's not coming across any more survivors or anything like that. Mm. And she rummages through a locker and she finds a pentagram drawn on an old blueprint of the initial drilling site, which I found confusing because there's not a lot. Like so there was I... that drawing. Yeah. Is that the worst? <laughs> there was that drawing. <laughs> yeah, because there was that like drawing. <laughs> if you guys recall when they're getting ready, there's that, like, there's like that mural that somebody, I don't, also don't mm. know why yes. that was there. I, I couldn't find anything about it. I was trying to look up what it meant or what it was alluding to. Mm. Came up with nothing. Yeah, so I don't know who did that and who did this pentagram or anything like that, but I just... My name is confused. Oh. So... <laughs> I don't know, I don't know um, about you so guys, she's... but did you guys, like... Are you, are you guys really confused up to this point? Like, I think... The, sorry, that whole last scene you were talking about, Kieran, is the most confusingly shot thing mm. in the world. Everything is yeah. dark. Yes. You can't see anything. Then you get close-ups of people's mm. faces, and then people just get dragged around. And then yeah. face you. I didn't know who would who would survive. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, I have no idea. What yeah, I, I didn't really. On. Yeah, I just knew that case Stu got blown away into mm. the water, and the old mate was dead. That's all I really deduced from that. And then we get this confusing blueprint with a pentagram <laughs> on it. I was like, is the devil in the ocean? Like, what's going on? <laughs> mm. Yeah. And yeah, so she manages to wrangle enough stuff together to change her damaged diving suit before continuing toward the Roebuck. And not long after that, she stumbles across a few familiar faces, Emily and the wounded Smith, who she's still dragging across the ocean floor because, the you know, love just you, doesn't matter. They're in love. Young love just got to power on through. That's the power of love. It's Am I secret. right, ladies? It's- Interstellar. Yeah. Interstellar part two. Yeah. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and Emily is completely losing it. Like, she's like, I can't do it. Oh my God, what the hell's going on? She's on the bottom of the ocean dragging a dead guy, which it probably would have been easier for her if she wasn't dragging him, but whatever. Mm. But now Nora is determined. She's like, I'm going to get these two crazy lovebirds out of here if it's the last thing I'd do. And so they're like, hey, let's go. So they enter the Roebuck. They finally get there. We made it, boys. We made it to the destination. They enter the Roebuck, which we probably, you probably wouldn't even know it's the Roebuck if you weren't reading a synopsis like I am. (laughs) Because they're not very clear on where we are or what's happening. (laughs) So they enter the Roebuck. They encounter a nest of the creatures suspended from the ceiling right above the entrance of the tunnel just to really hammer it in that the drill problem this whole time. Yeah. And and again, just more like Alien when Ripley comes across the fucking nest mm-hmm. of a thousand eggs. Yep. Nora's come across, you know, the hive where mm. there's a thousand yep. dangling yep. tadpole mermen just hanging from the roof. It was like I like yeah. the effect of yep. it. 
because it just was like seaweed, algae yeah. kind mm. of thing. But the stuff that'll kill you. Yeah. The look of them was really so, cool, and the way they worked out of their pods and things. Yeah, it all worked really well. Mm. So yeah, so they show up. They're they're all hanging from the ceiling, but luckily for them, they're all down for a merman nap. <laughs> um, so they just have to be real bloody sneaky, and they all get through. So yeah, they're tippy toeing <laughs> through, but the sound of the blokes oh no the chicks the sound of the chicks oxygen alarm awakens the creatures leading to a big old yeah. fight i thought that was great where it was trying to swallow yeah. Nora whole, yeah and its teeth were scraping over her face mask and everything yeah. and that was intense mm. I yeah, thought I it was really good. yeah so she does a bit of the movie mm. take like get rid yep. of the rest keep this 10 minute sequence it's yeah <laughs> <laughs> really good so she gets swallowed whole, but good thing for her, she grabs some flares back at the shepherd and shoots the boy from the inside and blasts through him and rips herself out of there. But oh wait, she just woke them all from their merman nap. So they're screwed and all of the mermen are awake and they're coming after him. But wait, there's even more because she lights off a Another bloody flare. She's like, pachoo, pachoo. And we see that they're screwed on a whole new level because there's a whole swarm of them and they're attached to a tentacle of even bigger monster. And apparently these are all creature babies who have a big old mummy creature. They're all coming to get them. Yeah, this humongous sea creature that they all kind of live off. Um, yeah, kind of wakes up and starts yeah. moving towards them, which I yeah. think looks so, freaking awesome. That is such a good-looking well, yeah. monster. You guys know what the monster is? Yes, was? it's yeah. Cthulhu, because yeah. that's what I've, I've got, I've got yeah. written here. I know. So based on Cthulhu, he's got a massive tentacle face and wings, and, yeah, it looks like our good old friend, the ancient evil god Cthulhu, who was first introduced by H.P. Lovecraft. Have you guys ever read, mm. like, any of Lovecraft's stuff? Or are you familiar with Lovecraft? Or just, like, the big boy things that he's really famous for? Familiar? Yeah. I would love to read some of his stuff yeah, one I'm day. I'm um, level but yeah. type of thing. I, yeah, don't know too much. My, 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 my top pick, which um, is a short story that he wrote in 1918, which I think you boys might like. It's very tense called the beast in the cave i read that when i was like 12 and it bloody spooked me i hate caves like but yeah that's part of (laughs) that's part of the reason why and that one it's yeah it's a really effective short story just a little background i got a little background on cthulhu here so cthulhu's from the call of cthulhu which is hp lovecraft's story so it's an ancient evil god that hibernates in an underwater city and there's one he's one of many ancient gods referred to as the old ones and Cthulhu and all these gods are said to be the source of anxiety for mankind at a subconscious level who is also worshipped by other humans and stuff who are all into that freaky shit and it definitely seems that the crew has drilled into his home beneath the ocean and awaken him Mm. or her well (laughs) on on the back of your Cthulhu um uh, trivia it said that cthulhu is awoken through an earthquake at the bottom of the oh ocean and that's how that's how he she this god thing you know comes to earth because they're obviously the drillings ruffled his feathers <laughs> yeah and, and here he comes to stomp some balls like i've got company coming in the morning <laughs> oh my god Keep it down. <laughs> but yeah so it's sort of like a surprise 
surprise Lovecraft movie in a way, I guess. Mm. Yeah. It's... And I I didn't didn't expect there to be like a whole big monster. I just thought it was maybe going to be mm. the the one, and then you know gradually you see there's more and more and more. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. I was really into it, but then like as much as I love the idea of Cthulhu. And I was like, oh, okay, this is silly. Now. Yeah. Like it was, it was already getting silly, but now yeah. this is full blown silly. Yeah, just full blown I, I, silly. <laughs> I wasn't expecting a big monster, but I assumed, like, I kind of thought the movie was going to lead up to it, and then one of the mermaid men was going to get in the building that they're in, and it was literally just going to be alien at the end of the movie. Like, I just yeah. assumed that was the way well, it was going to go. Mm. Like she was going to get through the nest, get inside, mm. and then somehow breaks in, and then she's going to have to fight this yeah. thing, and maybe sends that out in the yeah. or whatever. But then, yeah, this big yeah. Cthulhu comes out of nowhere. And... But nothing really eventuates to it either. Like, it's kind of like the person who, like, the director and the writers and stuff like that were like, we really like Alien and we really like Lovecraft. Let's make that mm. all. And the big reveal is that it's Cthulhu. Like, that was the... That's what it felt like because nothing really comes of it. Like, yeah. they don't fight it. Yeah. They don't do anything apart from go, oh, no! And then they have to try and escape. So, escape won't be so simple as we have just seen because Cthulhu's fucking rocked up. (laughs) (laughs) And then, to put a cherry on top of this shit Sunday. (laughs) Oh, delicious, may I have two? (laughs) Nora! Imagine that, like, it's it's summer and, like, the Mr. Whippy Van pulls up. Can I have one? And the kids are running and you're like, here... (laughs) But yeah, so back to the movie. Nora realises that one of the three remaining pods, which if you're good at maths, there's three survivors left, so we need three pods, need three pods. ladies, men and non-binary friends. It's damaged, meaning someone's going to have to stay behind. Nora insistently shoves Emily and Smith into their respective pods. I would say this is just me like trying to reach here, but she's like... Because we find, you know, we've talked about her ring and the necklace and she's obviously lost somebody and she kind of brings up like a little bit that she had, you know, was it, was she married? Was that the whole? I don't think it was ever clarified. No. I don't, I don't remember there being really much clarification on what her Mm. heartbreak and emotional breakdown was about. Like, I don't know if he left her or if he died or what the go was. Didn't he die in a diving accident? Yeah. Or something? Yeah, he died. Mm. There was some, there was some little like throw off line that he died in some accident for some, yeah. Yeah. At some point in this movie. Yeah, something like that. There was that little bit of character. So I think I think she's like, oh, love always wins. You two are going up in the pods. So she sends them up. And she punches Emily in the face to <laughs> yeah. kill her the heck out yeah. to and get in unloved. the pod. Emily's... She's like, no, the pod's broken. And she's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. That was great. Very, very badass moment. Yeah. So she then sends them shooting towards the surface and freedom, which our giant merman pal ain't too happy about. Um, unleashing a swarm of his little mer-babies upon the pods and they're gaining on them quickly. Mm. It's just Nora in her undies at this point, left alone. Also, I'm going to, after, oh God, I have something to say about this too. Um, (laughs) In a brave sacrifice, Nora turns the stored energy in the drill in on itself, creating a massive explosion that consumes the entire horde as well as the mother Cthulhu, creature thing allowing the pods to get to the surface safely and she says i what is it like let's blow this shit up or let's blow this bitch up 
Yeah, some something line. along those it lines. It was so oh, no. Let's let's light this shit. Yeah, that was That's the was. fucking lamest <laughs> line ever. Yeah. Like if I wasn't lost already, that really just sealed the deal. And I was like, okay, <laughs> terrible. Just yeah. <laughs> It wasn't the greatest line, but I like that she kind of went out on a badass note. Like, it wasn't like her looking out at Cthulhu being all sad. She's about to die. She's like, yeah, nah, fuck him. it. Yeah. yeah. See you later. I'll try and take him down, mm. too. I'll take him. Which, if you've read that story by Lovecraft, when you explode Cthulhu... Is this is this spoilers? N- no. No. There's, uh, well, well, do, uh. do you... Am I fine to spoil HP Lovecraft, The Call of Cthulhu, for you? <laughs> If, if you don't want spoilies for the book, maybe shut your fucking ears. Yes, yeah, but you if you if you explode Cthulhu, he just comes all back together and he regenerates. Oh. So oh yeah, not a spoiler at all. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so like going off that, like it was kind of oh. that that sacrifice kind of like for nothing, mm. I guess, because he's just gonna he's one he's a god. I doubt an explosion's <laughs> gonna do anything, and two in the if they're basing it off of the actual Cthulhu he he's just goes oh yeah well watch this and it's nothing um <laughs> just regen yeah just regen maybe um, Pastu's plan was so, to kill him of secondhand embarrassment of yeah. that one line as she did yeah <laughs> <laughs> or maybe 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 right before she she says it like she says it and then she turns around and there's one last survivor there and they're like oh that's fucking awkward and she's like no one will ever know you're coming down with me but okay i haven't i haven't really brought up a lot of umbridge in this episode but i take umbridge with Mm. this if she's dead how the fuck is she telling the story yeah because it's her voiceover throughout isn't it it's her voiceover throughout it. So how is she telling the story if she's fucking dead? She left a very That's, detailed voice memo before she blew herself up. Yeah. Let me just That's recount it. my last twelve That's hours. A... Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I like. I guess I had an English teacher because you know, like you know, year eight English where you write like, and I woke up and it was all a dream, or you write something but it turns mm. out the person is dead. How can they tell the story if if they're dead? Bad storytelling, sir. Mm. Didn't enjoy that. <laughs> But there is an alternative ending, did you know? I did not know. I did not know. Please tell, if you know. So the, the so there is an alternative ending to this movie where she gets in a pod, like she manages to fix it, and she goes up and she survives. Oh, probably not as I don't know what... I guess. <laughs> Just being like, yeah, oh, I think I'm that's, a mechanical that's engineer. why they... I can fix this, and then goes over, tinkers mm. with some wires, and then... Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, so and then we see in the end credits, much like the beginning credits, that they're not quite done with it, despite the setback of their entire facility being blown up and many billions of dollars being blown up. Mm. But they're they're still quite determined to get back into drilling, and the survivors kind of say they're not allowed to talk like to the media and stuff like that. I noticed all all cover ups everywhere. Yeah, cover ups everywhere, company. and they're they're determined. But they're determined to get back to drilling, um, which makes you kind of think, like, are they hoping to encounter these sea monsters again? Do they like wasting money? Or at least do they want to learn more about what the heck is going down in the mysterious Mariana's Trench? I don't know. And like... in, in Cthulhu Miss Kieran, what, what's the point of it? Mm. Is it just, like, they wake him up because he's a god and then they just, like, bow down to him? Is that, is that like, what their plan no, is No, Cthul- they... Cthulhu's um, known as the World Ender. 
So when he's awakened, he wakes up and his MO is to destroy the world. And well, like he's like a world eater, basically. He'll just a mm-hmm. mass extinction event. I don't know if you guys have noticed um, in Rick and Morty, they have Cthulhu. Yep. Yeah. It's because. Always opening. at the end of the yeah. opening credits. Yeah. It's because, like, they're likening Rick to Cthulhu in that he destroys worlds and destroys universes and stuff like that. So, mm. yeah. They, they're not, they don't wake Cthulhu up for a reason. They wake it, like, he is awakened and he's going to end everything, basically. And like I said before, he's an ancient evil god, so if they're going to be drilling back down there again, they're going to run into him because blowing him up doesn't really do anything. (laughs) (laughs) And that's pretty much underwater, hey? Yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, so like I said, I've got a sneaking suspicion that he's... Cthulhu's still down there waiting for these dumbasses to start drilling again. It seems to only be a matter of time based on the end credits. Well, yet another movie that's less than an hour and a half and a super small cast. Yeah. Yeah. Really on a roll with this. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to do a blockbuster for We really shows. are. One Ooh. with the biggest cast of mm. all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Schindler's List. <laughs> but I can't wait for Underwater 2 when it's Underwater 2 versus Pacific Rim and they send the Jaegers down there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, that'll be fun to no, see. Uh, Cthulhu versus the Meg. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Statham. Oh, God, that'd be good. <laughs> so what, do you, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Well, do you have any trivia for me? I guess I can kind of start off with... So it's sort of like the forgotten child of 20th Century Fox. It was filmed in 2017, and it might be because of like that Disney reshuffle with Fox yeah, and merger. everything like that. Yeah. And they released it in possibly the slowest time of the year in January, and it kind of got overshadowed by 1917 coming out. Yeah. Um, January is where movies go to die. They put them out there because they know yeah. they're not going to do well. Yeah. And then, Have you guys seen the, the the Red Letter Media sketch of Fuck You, It's January? <laughs> no! I've seen it. Yeah. They just, <laughs> Sums it up. They just talk about all the movies getting released in, in January that's going to flop. And they're like, fuck you, it's January! Yeah. And it's just the, the it's the movie graveyard yeah. essentially came in um, at less than ten million over its opening weekend and joins the other recent like January Fox flops that have come out in the wake of the Disney takeover. Um, so it's in the little Fox graveyard of movies that they left to die. Um, God, they're bad. And yeah. It doesn't really mean that it's a bad movie, but it's also not a great movie, so you can kind of see why it slipped under everybody's radars, I guess. Mm. Because it is kind of... Yeah, like... It's kind of satisfying. It's action-packed. It's a bit of a thrill ride if you don't think about it too hard, and it hits the ground running, and it, like, never backs off. Like, it just keeps going and going, and there's amazing set pieces and amazing practical effects and Mm. stuff like that. It just kind of was a bit shit. Yeah. In some bo- mm. some bits, yeah, it had all the recipe bits oh. there. It's just they thought they were making, I don't know, a cake when they were trying to actually make a souffle. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had they had too many ingredients for like too many different things, and it just didn't mesh as well. Like, I mean, like I said in my intro, it wasn't terrible, but it certainly wasn't a super memorable no. film. Yeah, like I kind of forgot about it, and. Like, as soon as I finished watching it, except for that one shot when Cthulhu's first seen. Like, that's the only bit of that mm. movie that stayed with mm. me, is how good that looks. I think this movie's got a few 
few major problems. I just think the worst thing is the characters. I just don't care about yeah. any of them. I didn't even yeah. know that the Emily chick and that other guy were in a relation, like were in a couple until yeah, they're like, oh my god, they're together. Like they mm. say it yeah. in some one-off line. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, these guys are together. Okay. Yeah. We just don't have yeah. any development from there. If I if I gave a shit about any of no. these people, I no. might care about the movie more. But it just had nothing had nothing for me i don't think yeah i think that works well because yeah it's it's a tight you know 80 90 minutes and it, the actions yeah like it doesn't go on too long to mm. be exhausting mm. and it's not too long to be boring like there wasn't a point where i was like oh fuck get on with yeah. it yeah uh yeah okay this, this is enjoyable mm. but that's all it really was like uh I, I was reading that it cost 80 million to make and it only made 40 million mm. worldwide oh, the director uh, he's uh, he's directed the latest Paranormal Activity, which we were oh talking about God. last oh, week. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be watching that, um, <laughs> but I guess the thing we kept it, we kept comparing it to Alien, and everybody like across anything you read or watch compares it yeah. to Alien. But I guess the biggest difference yeah. is between this and Alien is you actually give a shit about the characters in Alien. Mm. Oh, I just kind of assumed what was going to happen is that like we have that really cool opening where the movie gets going and then i kind of thought they would all come together and then you know that scene in alien when they're all around the table even mm. when the guy's got the chest burster in him and they're just chatting and you get all their characters through that yeah. little scene i just thought it was yeah. gonna be something like that where like the captain is a bit of a dick because he's in the commanding role or something like that and in case you stand yeah. up for herself in that scene so you get that she's a strong person through that yeah, yeah and like all these other things but there's yeah. just nothing yeah, nothing like that. It just kind of moves too quick for its own good. It just like needs yeah. to almost take a second. Yeah. It's like every little bit of character we get, it's like, all right, you've got that, on to mm. the next yeah. thing. We've got mermen to get away from. Yeah. But just what you were saying then, Ryan, about like the whole alien, everyone sat around chatting. So the part where in Alien, where they first have the chest, where they get the chest burster and they're poking and prodding at it and blah, 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 blah. And then... In this movie, where the disaster has first happened and everyone's together and they've got the blueprints out and the captain's like, okay, we're going here. This is where we're going. They used a whole bunch of sound effects from Alien for that scene. Really? Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they took a whole whole bunch of little sound effects specifically from that Alien scene and put it in, in this scene. Nice. There you go. That's really cool. Which, yeah, is just... It, I mean, it's great that the director was such a fan of Alien, obviously, that he's a very passionate fan about it, but just making a, a, a pretty mediocre cut yeah. and paste mm. doesn't and really... Is that the reason he said it underwater? Yeah. It's because he's like, well, if I set this in space, this is literally Alien. Maybe. He's like, yeah, yeah all right, let's do something a bit Have different. Let's put it underwater. But yeah, I think I mentioned before, the um, so the suits were a practical effect. Mm. Um, so they actually got in the suits. They um, they shot it in New Orleans. So apparently it was actually like absolutely horrible shooting the movie because one, it's New Orleans weather. So it's hot, it's humid, it's gross. Then they're in the suits, which adds extra weight on your body. And it's hot, even hotter and stickier, which is also part of why Kristen Stewart suggested shaving her head because she thought the character would constantly be struggling getting in and out of a suit and getting hair in her face. Mm. So mm. she was like, we'll just shave, shave her head because she's a practical lady. Mm. So she has no hair. Um, and yeah, like I said, she also thought it would reflect how the character wasn't taking care of herself, which Kristen Stewart, in watching her interviews, she kind of explains like the character and her motives. But the main motive of the character is she just doesn't really give a shit about anything because she's depressed. 
and that that's her main character motivation is that she's kind of just running on autopilot and going with whatever's happening and then she gets that last last ditch inspiration to mm. sacrifice do, herself. do the thing yeah. sacrifice herself yeah. hmm. i don't know it's i think there's a good movie inside this movie <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like there's good yeah. ideas. The budget—it's like a first. It's a first draft of a yeah. script. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's good elements yeah. there. Just I don't know. Yeah, a lot of it and just falls flat. All the Lovecraft stuff is kind of like they—they they had the Lovecraft thing in there, and then they're like, "Oh shit, we kind of need to include some Lovecrafty hints into it with the pentagram and the mural and stuff like that." I just wish that there was more of that mm. through the. It didn't really like. It was kind of like, oh, it is. It's Cthulhu. I didn't really see that coming. Like, I genuinely didn't see it coming. But I would have liked there yeah. to, like, you know, if it was... Because, you know, it's you think of things like A Quiet Place or even, like, um, Shutter Island where they're made for multiple viewings because there's just things throughout it that you can... Yeah, little clues pick and, and Easter eggs and things. Yeah, that kind of hint mm. to the ending, yeah. I guess. It would have been nice for them to do something like that because it was kind of a surprise ending. It just, yeah, it just felt like the things that they did include were like a last-ditch effort to kind of be like, hey, we meant to do it like this. Mm. Yeah, a little bit of trivia that um, I wanted to bring up is it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit interesting when at the very start and uh, Kristen Stewart's brushing her teeth and the room starts to explode, she wanted to uh, run through the debris barefoot, as we see. And the director's like, no, no, you're, no, you're going to take your feet to smithereens. And so they made like a, a putty cast of her foot and painted over. So she's just wearing rubber shoes that look like oh her feet God. throughout it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's a big thing. I know how much you have a foot fetish, Kieran. So. <laughs> oh, I hate feet. Keep it on my way. Um, but yeah, so I guess uh, how many thumbs up we're giving this movie? What would you guys give it in thumbs up? Well, considering I have two thumbs, I would give it one because it's passable. <laughs> yeah, I'd give it a one thumb. Yeah, I was gonna say one thumb. Maybe, a one thumb. Maybe, maybe a half. Oh, you got yeah, half a yeah. thumb. Yeah, like a sideways thumb maybe. <laughs> um, but did you did yeah, you guys no. have any good reviews for Underwater? What did you have, Dana? You can go first. I'll go first. I've got two reviews. I feel like maybe all three of us came across this review, but uh, it says. The Abyss meets aliens with a bit of Poseidon adventure and a lot of Pacific Rim and a dash of the Meg in this subquatic sci-fi that offers nothing more than the sum of its references. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. A little harsh, <laughs> but fair. Totally fair. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was, to its credit, perhaps underwater doesn't hang around long enough to become boring. Two out of five. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Both are accurate and yep. just reviews. Yep. Um. I've got I've got one here that says the murky cinematography further hinders a picture that looks as though it was shot through raw sewage. Two out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that's great. I, like I've got a very similar one as well. I got it uh, from Letterbox. Two and a half stars from Jacob. You've seen this movie before, but the key difference is now that it's much harder to see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there were a few too many scenes where you really couldn't tell what yeah. was happening. Yeah. And it, I mean, if you took them out, the movie would be an hour yeah. long, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, got to keep them in there to pad out the runtime, I suppose. But yeah. yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, do you guys have oh, any yeah. like, recommendations? So if someone likes um, a movie they'll like underwater? Yeah, I mean, we, we've touched on it plenty. Obviously, Alien, The Abyss, James Cameron's Abyss, 
which is just a, a great little underwater yeah. thriller. This is this is basically the love child of Alien mm. and Abyss. So, yeah, it, it was fine. I, I certainly wouldn't put it up there as, as something I could recommend to too many people. But if someone would be like, "Hey, have you seen Underwater?" I was giving it. A, I was thinking about giving it a go. We're like, "Yeah, sure." Mm. It's an hour and a half. You'll you'll you know go for the snacks. <laughs> yeah. Settle in. What about you, CC? Yeah. I have down, if you liked The Descent, which I brought up earlier, yeah. I kind of compared it, you would like Underwater. It's got it's claustrophobic, there's monsters, there's yeah. people get killed in interesting ways. I think that would that's a good one. If you liked The Descent, then you'd like this, although The, the Descent is markedly better than Underwater. Better, good Lord. The Descent is terrifying. It is, yeah. But I, I love you guys. I can see why we're friends, because I literally had The Abyss and The Descent. So, hey! <laughs> either the abyss or the descent. Even though both those movies are better, um, you still might like Underwater. I think. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've got one more question for you boys, which you haven't done recently. But have you guys watched anything this week that you'd want to tell everybody about? Oh my goodness. Um, well, mine's not a movie, um, but I've been catching up on Money Heist. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Spanish show on Netflix, uh, super popular Spanish show. Um, I'd watched all of the seasons up till the latest, um, but my partner hadn't, so mm-hmm. we decided to rewatch all them, um, and they were almost fully caught up to date. But I think I saw a spoiler the other day of the end of this season, Aww. so that's a bit frustrating. But um, yeah, Money Heist is fantastic. <laughs> it's um, if you like, Sweet. yeah, bank robber movies, heist movies. Yeah, that's the whole show. It literally is just heist. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's a great time. Groovy. Mm. Well, you don't know. Have you watched anything cool recently? Similar to Money, Ho- Money Heist, I've just caught up and finished the latest season of Animal Kingdom, um, which is a great little uh, the series, not, not the movie, but a, a great little um, heist series as well. And along with everyone else, I've now seen Squid Game. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I had a good time with Squid Game. I thought it was a good old time. Yeah, it's a great show. Mm. Amazing show. What about you, Susan? Mm. I've been... Ooh, yeah. So I've been on a bit of a found footage horror <sighs> kick the past few weeks. Oh, my weeks. God, my favourite. Mm. So I've recently watched The Taking of Deborah Logan, Ooh. and I think it was, like, a really good revival of the found footage genre. I was really... Mm. I really enjoyed it anyway. Um, I think we should have a look at that one day in the future. I think we've all kind of got a few ideas of what we're going to be watching over the next few weeks, though. Mm. So that'll just have to mm. add to our never-ending <laughs> and ever-growing list. Yeah, I, well, yeah. Kieran, but yeah, is it good? Like, because yeah, you know, I'm a big hot, oh, found footage yeah. fan as well. Oh yeah, I loved okay. it. I haven't watched it again, like recently, because I kind of want to rewatch it for the for the pod. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really cool. Yeah, it went in a direction that I wasn't expecting it to go, and it was genuinely like spooky. And yeah, it was just it was just good. It was a good film. Was, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, if you want something a bit different and found footagey, mm. it's good. And it's yeah, not yeah. as motion sicknessy mm. as uh, the Blair Witch Project, which is always nice. Mm, that's fun. So Dane, well, it's your yes. turn to pick. Oh my goodness. It is my turn to pick. I've uh, been toing and throwing, hemming and whoring, whoring and hemming mm. about which Classic movie game. to pick. Just very indecisive. I, I 
had like four movies in mind and I narrowed it down to two when I was kind of tossing it up and it was a choice between either a really good movie or something that was pretty cheesy and not that great <laughs> from the 90s. We've mentioned it before. I've mentioned it specifically. Um, it's New Jack City with uh, Ice-T oh and Wesley God. Snipes. I'm excited. And, and Chris Rock is in it for a little bit as well, referencing back to Spiral, that god-awful movie, yep. in which he references this specific oh movie. Oh, well, but, yeah. I've never seen it. So, Keen to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm interested. Me either. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've watched it. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to, re, to relive the silliness of it. Awesome. There you go. Well, boys, the sun is setting on this beautiful Sunday. So thank you for watching Underwater with me. No worries. Oh, thanks for the recommendation. Okay. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll see you boys next week then. You will. Take care, buddies. Ta-ta.